Back from another weekend, the Arizona Coyotes fall in a back-to-back to the Florida Panthers and the Philadelphia Flyers. We're going to help break both of those games down. But it's not going to be all doom and gloom episode. We're going to have some fun conversation talking about the World Junior Championship. We got some Arizona Coyotes news coming out of that one. So be sure to stick around on this episode of Lockdown Coyotes. Your Lockdown Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome, everyone, to Lockdown and Coyotes. I'm Robin Leonio. Carl Pavlik right beside me on this Monday. It is December 13th, already halfway through, um, close to halfway through the last month of the year 2021. That's crazy that, we, that we're doing this. The weekend was crazy, too, Carl. Um, I had to, uh, on the uh, Lockdown NHL group chat, fend off a lot of people saying, Oh, Salt Lake City Coyotes, Houston Coyotes, Quebec Coyotes, and I'm just like, no. Tem- I'm like, I made, I made the response like, picture of the Tempe area, and I'm like, am I a joke to you? <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I saw that. I did not engage myself uh, personally. I am of the opinion that if an adult is saying the Coyotes should move to Quebec City, it's like an adult saying the Coyotes should move to Oz. I'm like, oh, you just, I'm not going to take you seriously in this conversation. <laughs> You 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 cannot expect me to believe that Quebec City is a actual market for an NHL team. Like that's just it's dumb. Like at this point, if you are saying that, you do not deserve to be taken seriously for a real discussion at all. Kansas City and Portland have a higher chance of getting an NHL team than than Quebec City does. I'll now be real with you, and and, and, and I might offend some of you guys who are outside listening in. But guess what? I don't care. Uh, I remember very long ago um, when the Coyotes were still owned by the NHL, a study was conducted for the city of Quebec, or for Quebec City, sorry, phrase that weird. Um, And it said that there was four pillars for supporting a professional hockey team in the modern world. Um, I don't remember what they all were, but one of the pillars, like the key things that they needed was corporate sponsorships because that's a big part of the nhl corporations and they're just like okay so quebec city doesn't have massive corporations but we're we can speculate that there's some across the way that may come to it and i'm like if you're a pillar you can't speculate like that that's just not how it works uh and let's also be real there are situations where the exchange rate between the united states and canada is constantly fluctuating it makes it very unlikely that quebec city will ever be able to afford a team as such a small market having to pay their players in american dollars the one bad and, year and they're down and not only that and we're talking expansion fee the canadian dollar is um much weaker than the american dollar right now so it can't it can't yeah. really go as far it like Houston, I can I can entertain that conversation with the Coyotes relocating to Houston because there are things that make sense. If if you're thinking Quebec City, it's because you watched a lot of hockey or played hockey video games in the nineties. And you missed the Nordiques. And you missed the Nordiques, and that's it. 
Yeah, it's kind of like when I see people like talking about the the Hartford Whalers coming back, and it's like, no, it's never gonna happen. That would be fun, though. I do love me and my son Brad's bonanza, but yeah, but like just like the demographics and financials of the countries, both the U.S. and Canada, has changed a lot in the past two decades, which is what we're talking about when we're talking about Quebec City getting a hockey, and it's just it's dumb. Uh, that's what, yeah, but that's why Houston, Kansas City, Salt Lake City, Portland all have a higher chance. But Coyotes aren't going anywhere. Nope, they are not going anywhere, and that's why I showed the well, on that group chat. I showed the picture of the Tempe Arena. I'm yeah. like, even though it, that's still like five years from now, but <laughs> yeah, we got some time. But but yeah, uh, there, there's plans in place. We're not gonna deal with any of your negativity. Any yeah, absolutely, and because we're here to talk about you know. Uh, other doom and gloom, the Coyotes playing poorly. Um, sure. There's because, a lot of that. <laughs> there's a lot of that because we know this. We knew this team was not going to be good. Um, they had a back-to-back against the uh, Florida Panthers, the, you know, one of the top teams in the league, if probably <laughs> the top team in the league right now. Um, and then the Philadelphia Flyers the next day after that, which they had a, which they had a better chance of in that game. Um, yeah. I made the joke because Martin Jones is – Martin Jones. Sure. Um, <laughs> but both games did not end the way the Coyotes wanted. Um, obviously, the, the Florida one, much much lower scoring. I, I predicted, I said on Mondo, that was, the game was going to go under. And the Flyers game um, is a little more interesting. Definitely a little bit more interesting. Uh, Coyotes look better against the the Flyers than they did against the Panthers. Uh, I'm going to be honest, they didn't look especially great either night, but we'll definitely break that down. Didn't, um, yeah, turn to look at the, uh, the Panthers game. We'll start with that. What's interesting is all four goals in that game. It was a 3-1 game, final, final score. All four goals, Carl, were in the first period. Yeah. <laughs> How boring of a game would that be? You're just like, you see everything in the first period and then nothing. Uh, I I was watching it live. It was extremely boring. Uh, and once you kind of got into that late third period, and you're like, oh, so this was all decided in the first. I could have just stopped watching, and it would have had the exact same. Great. Uh, I was listening to the game on the radio, um, uh, driving around for DoorDash and stuff like that, because you know it's uh, some of the stuff I do on the side, and um. I was listening. I said, listening through the first period and during the intermissions, I'll switch radio stations and listen to other music or do whatever. Um, I've kind of ended up forgotten to tune back in and I checked the final score. I'm like, oh, so I didn't miss anything. Nope. We got to see a Phil Kessel power play goal um, in the first period, which was great. Uh, it was nice to see the Coyotes get a power play goal. Uh, they gave up one in the final seconds of that period, which. Honestly, like that's the kind of thing that just dooms the Coyotes. Like they they cut Florida's lead in half, one goal deficit. That's that's a lot for a team that struggles to score, but not too much. But then, like when you give up another in that final minute, like it's just draining. And I don't think the Coyotes ever really recovered. They had plenty of power play chances too, and they just couldn't make it happen. Here's one thing I'm trying to figure out, though. How is it? That the Arizona Coyotes, you know, managed to, you know, stay in somewhat decent pace with 
as I mentioned, arguably one of the best teams in the National Hockey League right now. But then you go to a middle-tier team based off standings right now in the Vegas Golden Knights, and you get absolutely destroyed by them. I mean, honestly, it felt less like the Coyotes were maintaining pace and more the Florida Panthers were playing not to lose just very successfully against the Coyotes. Because we always talk about, like, you always want to play to win. You never want to play not to lose. It tends to make you kind of, like, stay on your back foot, play a little bit more defensively, uh, and that can lead to some errors. But the Coyotes aren't going to force that, so the Panthers were just able to kind of, like, make that happen and impose their will. It was another game that watching, I was just like, man, they just cannot get through the neutral zone to save their life. Yeah, and I'm and I'm trying to look at some of the other stats here, and yeah, there's just super low low scoring, low shots. I'm just, what's the total shot shot count for for this game? Um, looks like actual shots. It was 23 for both teams. Uh, you probably have some some better metrics. I'm looking at the game summary on the NHL.com. Time to get the full report off Natural Stat Trick. Heading going to all events shots for twenty three twenty three. But let's see some of the other stuff. Scoring chances for twenty seven sixteen in favor of the Coyotes. Nine high danger to seven in favor of the Coyotes. Corsi four, 46 42 in favor of the Coyotes. Interesting. I, I guess this is one of those times where eh, maybe my eye test was just off and I was a little bit pessimistic watching a game with Coyotes down 3 1. Uh, I don't remember it being that, that close. I don't remember the Coyotes having that many chances, but yeah. there's there's been a whole two days and a game since then. So it's tough to keep it all in mind. Yeah. Um, even expected goals, the expected goals were 2.05 to 1.56 in favor of the credit. So the Coyotes were so, based off of how everything should have, you know, panned out metrics wise should have been a Coyotes win. Yeah. Uh, I do think it's important to remember that the uh, Panthers did get two goals in the span of 10 seconds, like midway through the first period. That's and true. That That's going to cause the team to, to, like I said, play a little bit more defensively. Um, what we would often call like playing in their shell um, in hockey. Um it may not be phrased perfectly, but whatever. Uh, so I, I do think there was some some of that factored into it. But, yeah, I wasn't too impressed with the, the Coyotes against the Panthers. I'm going to be real. Yeah, it definitely could have gone in a, in a much um, much different way. But you know what? Um, we, we, we knew what to expect, right? Yeah. yeah. I think, like, just looking at it, you're like, oh, the Florida Panthers are one of the top teams in the NHL. They're just going to – the Coyotes aren't going to get this win, and uh, they didn't. And we can and talk I, about why they didn't get it, but they didn't. And and that's and that and that's part of the prediction I made for those who uh, listened to the episode that I have Armando Velas of of uh, Locked On Florida Panthers. Uh, my final score prediction was, uh, I believe, four one. So I was off by one goal, and I'm like, yeah. So it's going to go under the six goals that they wanted. 
um, and um, and the Panthers are going to take those, you know, take those points. That was you know point and a half favorites on that. So if you listen to me, you could have you could have made some decent money. Um, yeah, but you know that's that's the way I get that's the way things. I'm pretty good at this. I'm pretty good at this thing. I like I, yeah, I know yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs> I mean honestly, like it was also. Uh, if you looked and you're like, oh yeah, Bobrovsky is going to be playing, uh, I'll probably take the under just because he's been good this season. It, it's right. It, it's interesting to see him kind of like come back around and go from like a like his first year in Florida and like that contract and his play. You're just like, oh, that's that's going to be rough. But now, solid. I mean, that contract is still a little. Mm, yeah, but... the contract's still <laughs> rough, but it's not as bad as it was before. Right, right. Anyway, so we still got more to get to on this episode of Locked On Coyotes. We're going to talk some uh, the next game. We're going to get we got to break down the Arizona the Coyotes and the uh, Philadelphia Flyers, and then some some good news to bring to you. Some uh, prospect news and uh, World Juniors stuff like that. All fun coming up in this episode of Locked On Coyotes. But first, let me ask you this: Does this sound familiar? You got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you got the neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Where you want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream. It brings you live TV on demand favorites like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place that means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again and the best part is though no annual contract so get rid of the clutter and the confusion get your tv together with direct tv stream you can learn more at directtv.com that's directtv.com compatible device required content varies by package Okay, so let's continue here on Lockdown Coyotes. Once again, Robin Leonio and Carl Pavlik. We are uh, breaking down what went down over the weekend. So we had a weekend catch-up here. We had a back-to-back. We talked about the Florida Panthers. Now let's talk about the um, Philadelphia, Philadelphia Flyers game. That was a 5-3 to three game in favor of the Flyers. Um this was a game that I actually thought the Coyotes had a chance in, especially when I found out, and I mentioned before we were, um, you know, re- you know, recording is Martin Jones, right? You know, Martin Jones yeah. was the uh, was was the starting goaltender for the Philadelphia Flyers, and I'm like, oh, the Coyotes, I think they they definitely have a chance to win this game. Yeah, um, it was definitely an interesting game to watch. Definitely a more high scoring affair. Uh, and for a while, the the Coyotes were keeping pace with the the Flyers. Uh, it was great to see, you know, the Flyers would score, Coyotes would get another like goal a couple seconds later. In the case of the first period, second period started with the Flyers' goal. Coyotes even ended up with Nick Schmaltz getting his first of the season. Uh, real turning point was like midway through the game. Carol Vamelka came out to play the puck. Um, attempted a pretty difficult pass uh all things considered just kind of partially fanned on it ended up on the stick of patrick brown and he was able to just fire it into a wide open net and that really seemed to turn the turn the tides um and let's be fair it's not all the mocha's fault the coyotes took a penalty almost immediately after that and the Flyers scored on that power play so that was a two two goal lead and it's the Coyotes. They're not going to come back from that. 
No, I'm not going to come back from that because we talked about how the Coyotes are in the second period. They just they just can't do second periods. Like, why? They, What's wrong with them in the second period? They can't. They really can't. Um, I, I do also kind of want to talk about it. I, I mentioned this on uh, the Five for Howling Twitter. I like when goalies play the puck. I have no problem with Carol Vimelka going out to do that um, to do that play. It was a wrong pass. Like he definitely shouldn't have tried that specific thing. But I'm fine with him like going up, especially to protect a two-two like tie. So I have no issues with that. A lot of people were giving him crap for that. Um, and let's be real, Vimelka has kept this team in games when they shouldn't be. So if he does an error that costs them the game, which I think this partially did, like you can't really blame him for that. He's done like more than enough already to like make up for that. Yeah, um, and, I, and I totally agree with you on that. Uh, I couldn't watch the entire game. I was trying, I tried to keep up as much as I could with, uh, you know, the actual analysis of it because I was in, I, I was at the Tucson Arena on the on Saturday covering the uh, the Teddy Bear toss um, yeah. for that. But another um, rough game. Another rough game. Um, that was a little bit worse. Five uh, one was the score in that one. So, um, yeah. luckily. At least the the road runner scored one, so they were able to toss the teddy bears. Um, True. So that was at least something necessary. Um, but I'm looking at the Coyotes, you know, shot totals and Corsi stats again on this game, and you know what's, you know, I'm trying to look at a trend here, Carl. The Coyotes are actually getting closer. Like 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 I mentioned, they had the advantage against Florida. This one is very close, you know, very close in stats. Um, Corsi 57-58. Um, in favor of the Flyers. Uh, shots for 32 34 in favor of the Flyers. Pretty close. Scoring chances for 26 22 in favor of the Coyotes. 10 13 high danger in favor of the Flyers. 2.19 to 2.83 expected goals in favor of the Flyers. So, yeah. another, uh, you know, on paper, close game. And like I said, the Coyotes had a, a pretty good response to most of the goals. Like um, the in the third period, Claude Giroux got his 10th of the season. Lawson Krauss got his sixth, what, like four-ish minutes later. So they had that good like punch back. Uh, it was really just like, I think we talked a lot about this more earlier in the season. The Coyotes are not a very strong mental team. So if they face adversity it's going to affect him and giving up like a goal, like they gave up midway through the game. That's just kind of going to kill any kind of momentum they had for the rest of the period. I thought they played great. Um, the thing that they need to do is just kind of get a little bit more finish, which you're just not going to get this season. Like they don't have the players to, to finish off these kind of games, but I mean, when you have players that were called up from Tucson only earlier this year, like, yeah, <laughs> And, and uh, the blue line is de- was definitely very Tucson that past game because uh, Jacob Chikrin wasn't able to play. So the defensive core was uh, Gossespair, Labushkin, Strawman. Okay. But then Cam Deneen, Dyson Mayo, Kyle Capobianco. That's like half of your defensive uh, blue line played for the Roadrunners last season. Uh, well, or in the last couple seasons, yeah, or the taxi squad, like yeah, 
Like, it's definitely not, like, the, the kind of players who you would expect to necessarily win, even if Chikrin's not having the best season so far. Um, like, he's still kind of better on the ice than Dyson Mayo, just to throw someone out. I was going to say Cam Deneen, but Cam Deneen had two assists, so I didn't want to throw him under the bus. Yeah, Cam Deneen's actually been doing, you know, pretty decent for himself since getting called up. But, you know, at least doing what he can as a number six, seven defenseman, so, like, yeah, yeah, definitely. It, it was definitely uh, – it was another game where I definitely didn't enjoy watching it. I, I will be fair. Uh, like that, uh, that goal was just extremely disheartening to watch real time. Yeah, um, I didn't see that real time. And I just um, saw on Twitter when it, ha- like when it happened, I'm just like, oh, this is the kind of game that's happening. Uh, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> It, and it, it kind of illustrates um, something we've talked about where it's like the Coyotes need to be near perfect in order to win games. Like they can't afford to make those kind of major mistakes because there's not – they don't have like the ability to overcome them really. And it's also just very telling that they give up a goal and not the next shift but almost the next shift, they take a penalty. Like what are you doing there? Yeah, Stop. Man. And again, you mentioned the near perfect. Let's take a look at that that Winnipeg game where Krovi Milka had a perfect game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he has definitely like the Vimelka game or the Winnipeg game was like I think the first time he's been able to like steal a game himself because he got decent support in front of him. But he has kept the team in the game uh, long enough that I am perfectly fine with him doing something stupid and taking a massive error like that yeah and 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 that's why i think that this tandem is going to work for this season right this 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 wedgewood um female tandem i think it's going to work amazing it kind of makes you wonder what's going to happen when hunting comes back because he's expected later this month that's right huh (laughs) Uh, (laughs) although i think i saw that he was on covid protocol which didn't come up because he was already played yeah yeah that's interesting. Um, yeah, you know, I think we'll have to, you know, keep our ears, you know, t- uh, close to the A situation, see what um, what's going to happen when Hutton does come back and how they manage that. Because if Amelka is doing well for himself, that he doesn't deserve a demotion or ever any kind. Why yeah. would for his pretty much save the Coyotes <laughs> in a number of ways, and Hutton. You know, unfortunately, it's just getting destroyed into the sick. He only played like two, three games, but all of them, almost all of which were pretty bad games because that team, that that first 10 game season, the first 10 games that they was in the Coyotes were the worst. Yeah, he 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 didn't play great and the team in front of him played even worse. So it just created a, a horrible com- combination. Uh, I am kind of curious to see what what the team's going to do with that because I mean, it's not the biggest problem uh, because I think they're probably just going to put him on waivers. Uh, but it's definitely a problem. And it'll be interesting to see how they solve it. Maybe they start with a conditioning assignment in Tucson. It's like, yeah, just be down there for a week. Let's see if you are kind of ready. And then it's like, nah, we're good. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Or Or maybe they think that, you know, Vamelka's good enough for like long-term plans. They're like, okay, we want you to be here, 
but we're going to put you in Tucson. You're going to back up Rospitov, and we'll just kind of move forward from there. Uh, Kashinash, you can go to the to the ECHL, hang out with. Um, then what do you, but what, then what do you do with? Because um, there's the, the Roadrunners have three goaltenders. So someone gets waived. Uh, someone gets. Uh, Sent uh, to Rapid City. Who knows what's going on in Rapid City? Uh, um, I I had to blank on blank on the name. It's Zane, yeah, Zane McIntyre. Zane McIntyre has been a little bit better than Kojanosh in some some ways. And I mean, yeah, I, I think they're streaky, both of them. But yeah, definitely. Uh, but Prozvatov was again on uh, Saturday. Was not happy. <laughs> I can imagine no. Um. I heard a stick bang against the either the boards, the glass, the pipes. I'm not sure what it was, but I heard a stick bang. I'm like, mm. yeah, when you're losing, what'd you say, five one? It's uh, it's not a good time for the goaltender. Yeah, it was after the fifth goal that yeah, I heard. I heard that. I'm like, ooh, rough, 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 rough. Uh, so speaking of which, before we go to next break, um, someone mentioned this to me. I didn't notice it until afterwards, but. Um, uh, in regards to the teddy bear toss for Tucson, normally, you know, it happens mid, you know, middle of the game, um, middle of a period. And then the players will help, you know, pick up the teddy bears and get them all, you know, taken care of. Yeah. What happened when this, when this, so this happened, this one happened 11 seconds left in the second period. Right. Um, and. Once the teddy bears were coming off, all the players just skated off the ice. I mean, yeah, I guess. Like, those kind of, like, big things, it always kind of – I wonder how the players feel because, sure, if it had happened, like, 11 seconds into the game, you're really excited. You're going to do stuff and help. If I'm sure at that point they knew that they were going to lose. So it's like, man, I can't believe we're having to deal with this as well. Uh, so I can kind of, I can kind of understand that just skating off and be like, all right, this is someone else's job. I'm going to let them take care of it. Going to go get yelled at during the, between periods. And then because of that, they're also like, oh, because this happened at this point in the game, um, we're just going to have an intermission. Now we're going to play the last 11 seconds of the second period. When they come back, the horn's going to sound. They're just going to switch sides. I'm like, uh, never seen that before, but okay. I, I was like, I was like, uh, okay. Why not? Uh, save everyone some time and some energy. I guess so. It just kind of sucks though, because it the teddy bear toss is one of my favorite. Um, over just in general, that those teddy bear toss games is one of my favorite traditions, and to see it go a little bit differently this year was. Uh, and again, it's still fun to watch, but it was a little disappointing seeing didn't go as expected, but that's okay. But we still got more to get to on this episode. We're running a little bit long, so we got to uh, get things going here, get things moving. We'll talk some uh, World Juniors coming up in just a bit, some good news a little bit. Um, that will be um, coming up in just a moment, but first, a quick word from our sponsors. So this holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or even better than a candy bar. The Built Bar is filled with so much holiday goodness. It's rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, amazingly low calorie, low sugar, low 
net carbs, low fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds. It's delicious and healthy. There's so many flavors, flavors you'll have a hard time choosing. Will you have raspberry or mint brownie? Personally, I'm more of a mint flan, so I'd probably go for the mint brownie. Cherry or double chocolate? Both good options. Cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie? That's a tough one. Uh, Built Bar gives you the extra fuel you need so you can bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. Or if you're just standing in endless shopping lines, Built Bar can give you the en- little something extra to keep going. So throw one in your jacket or your purse. You'll never know when you're going to need it. Uh, Want to cozy up with something warm? Here's a holiday secret. You can dip your Built Bar into some piping hot cup of hot cocoa and let it melt a little. Gives your beverage a little bit of that Built Bar flavor. That'd be a really good one to do if you got that mint, mint hot chocolate. Definitely very tasty. So you can go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you can get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. And this episode brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered all season, more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football season continues, their march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all of the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website. Sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online. Where the game starts. All right. So now it's time to uh, wrap things up here on Lockdown Cage. We're going to talk some good news. Some World Juniors news for the uh, for you Kai's fans out there who are want to know what's going on out there for prospects. Hockey Canada has announced their final roster. And... Uh, I would say there's one, but Carl, there's actually really three names that we should pay attention to. <laughs> sure. There, there's one like actual name that matters for Coyotes fans, and then there's two potential names that matter for Coyotes okay. fans. Okay, two names that actually matter. One that <laughs> maybe somewhere later in the future. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so let's actually get right into it. So Dylan Gunther, actual Coyotes prize by drafted ninth overall in this last year's draft, was named to the final roster. Yep. Um, so that's good news for them. He's the only actual, of course, true Coyotes prospect that was named to the, to, to the uh, Team Canada roster. But the other two players I'll mention right away, just so you guys know, are Shane Wright, 2022 um, draft prospect, projected, projected to go first overall, and Connor Bedard, 2023 um, prospect, projected to go first overall in 2023. Yeah, I uh, don't think there was any real surprise with any of those. Um, I do think uh, Dylan Gunther is definitely someone Coyotes fans are watching closely right now. Uh, his highlight goals on Twitter are, are definitely fun to watch and definitely a bright spot when the Coyotes are doing poorly. You could usually see Gunther doing something very nifty. I know, and, and especially because like, was it like at the beginning of November, we were like, how is Dylan Gunther doing? He's like, oh, he's only got like, what five points like what what's going on with them and then like now he's like oh here he goes <laughs> yeah. so uh let's kind of go through that um so he, he is tied for fourth in the whl for goals scored with 16 uh he is currently 10th um 
in or tied for ninth in points with 32, second in shots on goal. So uh, not exactly a dominant uh, season for Gunther so far, but he's definitely proven to be one of the top players in his league, which is really all you can ask for. Uh, I'm sure the Coyotes, like when he went back, instructed him to do like a lot of smaller aspects to his game that he is hopefully working on and improving. Uh, it'll be great to see him against some top top competition, though. And yet again, because the World Juniors is always really fun to watch, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite traditions. Right after Christmas, it's like time to watch the World Juniors. Yeah. Uh, and the Coyotes have had like a lot of success with their prospects in the world juniors. Like look at Barrett Hayton, very successful in the world juniors kind of brought him a lot of international attention. Uh, I have a feeling Gunther could kind of be a similar type of situation where like he can go in there, score some goals, looks great doing it and get some like nice buzz. And you got another, you got another one who had a good world juniors last year as well. And John Farinacci in team USA. Ah, yes, John Farinacci. Um, I don't, for some reason, he always slips my mind. But yeah, he definitely had a good tournament. Probably the bright spot amongst Coyotes. I don't remember there being too many prospects. And by extension, I was not too excited about last year's World Juniors. Yeah, I, I almost forgot about him too. And I was like, who was the one that last year? I know there was, I talked about someone last year, right when I, right when I first started hosting this show, it was at yeah. the end of the World Juniors. And I was like, hey, let's talk John Farinacci because he's in the World Juniors. We're almost... The season hasn't started yet, so might as well talk about some some fun stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't think we've gotten any of the other rosters yet, have we? I do not think so. Um, I think those are probably be coming up all throughout this week. Yeah. So it'll, it'll definitely be interesting to see if any other Coyotes prospects make it, and then just. Who to watch uh, during the tournament? Um, uh, if you're anything like me, it's uh, you're watching for the players, not necessarily for the for the countries. I know that's big for like the people who are actually playing, but I don't. I care less whether or not Team USA wins the World Juniors. I care more about if Coyotes prospects do good at the World Juniors. That's always. I mean, that's how I pay attention to it too, right? It's just like, oh, how are they doing? Are they going to do good? Um, like. I mean, it only makes sense for it to be that way, right? Like, there's, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously, a lot of you guys are gonna be like, "What are you talking about, Team USA?" Uh, but, uh, uh, just even for like the Olympics, which I'm sure we'll be talking about very soon. Uh, I'm not a big Team USA fan. Uh, I I will always just go like, okay, who's representing my team for their country? That's that's what I'm interested in. Also. It's it's just fun to watch hockey. Um, like like I said, the World Juniors is some of the best competition amongst youth players that you are going to see. You're going to get a chance to watch some just good hockey. Doesn't really matter which country they're playing for. By the way, we are running out of time, but I do want to mention that uh, Team Finland and Team Sweden also have na- um, their final rosters available. Um, I tried to scroll through them briefly. Did not see any prospects of notes from that from from their side to pay attention to but obviously um as more rosters get available we'll take a look and see if there's anything we need to know yeah definitely 
But that's going to be it for today's episode of Locked on Coyotes. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe. You're yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcast. Uh, and we'll, uh, uh, including YouTube, uh, we are available there as well. So be sure to subscribe there um, so you can see our beautiful faces. Don't forget also to interact with us on social media. We are on Facebook, facebook.com slash Coyotes On Twitter, at LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leano. That's Robin with a Y underscore L-E-A-N-O. Carl Pavlik is Carl Pavlik, F-F-H. And once again, interact with us. Ask us any questions you might have. We can answer them right back or on a future episode of the Lockdown Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on.